Hey awesome people welcome all to her voice podcast series I'm Chetna your host a mother of two amazing kids and a lovely dog started this podcast with an intent to give a platform to all the women who want to share their little inner voice you might be a student you might be a manager you might be a director or you might be a ceo you might be a wife you might be a daughter you might be a sister or you might be a single mother wherever you come from whatever title you have earned for yourself there is always a little inner voice which has to be nurtured which has to be loved and which has to be heard and this is a platform which helps you to share that little inner voice This platform brings women from varied culture from varied background to share their little inner voice. Welcome Karishma, welcome to her voice podcast. First of all, I would like to say thank you for accepting and willing to share a bit about your journey to my audience. A warm welcome and thank you once again. Thank you so much Chetna. Um, I hope that um my story can help people in any way that it might and i'm more than honored to be speaking to you today yeah karishma i know that you don't like this question but still i would love to ask this question who is karishma <laughs> okay um yeah i don't like the question but let's try Karishma is someone who changes very often depending on situations and how she feels but basically to encapsulate i would say Karishma is a panda stuck in a human body <laughs> because that is all i want to do eat sleep roll <laughs> <laughs> that's so sweet <laughs> so Karishma Uh, can I just share a bit about this chronic disease which you have been through since more than 15 17 years yes um in fact i have more than one my main is called systemic lupus erythematosus or lupus for short but lupus has caused other chronic illnesses the treatments i've taken for lupus like chemotherapy etc have gone on to cause other conditions and unfortunately all of them are chronic so none of them have a cure uh lupus in itself the kind that i have can affect any organ any body part any system at any given point it's basically your white blood cells attacking you so my body is attacking me i've had it for 19 years now so it's affected quite a few organs and systems in my body for example my eye my liver my nerves my bones my muscles my brain uh kidneys small intestine etc so it's quite an adventure it's always been because you understand how much the human body can actually take and you understand how much you can push yourself physically emotionally mentally it's it's a battle that you fight day in and day out 
And it's just something that you learn to live with because there's no other choice, honestly. So when did you get to know about this first time? How old were you? I got sick for the first time when I was 12 years old, when I lost vision in one eye. Lupus was diagnosed when I was 15. At that point, uh, my bones and my liver and kidneys were affected. It did take us a while to get a diagnosis because uh, even after I got sick, I was taken to a nearby hospital that could not diagnose what was wrong. And I was treated for symptoms. Unfortunately, I was also given medicines that were expired and medicines that were directly exposed to sunlight. So that also worsened my condition. But I got lucky and came across this one doctor who finally, after five months, managed to diagnose SLE and rheumatoid arthritis. And that's when my treatment started. So I was 12 and then 15 when I got sick first. So what is that you remember about your childhood days? Because it was in your teens that you got to know about your health. So how was it and what what is the best part that you remember? Um, that's a little difficult to say because my childhood was a little different. I was abused uh, physically and um, sexually. I am a victim of rape. Physically, I had a, an abusive father. So I grew up in pretty much a violent household. But... I do remember we used to move a lot. We've gone, we've lived between India and the Philippines. So I remember that. And I remember that we had two dogs and one cat in the Philippines when I was really, really small. And I'm still trying to convince my family to let me have a dog now. (laughs) So yeah, I remember playing with them. I remember the friends I had but because I was sick from a young age I no longer remember the time before I got sick except for the things that have come out in therapy. Okay so how have you been dealing with all this? Do you have any practices which you do which helps you to I know that you have accepted it 19 years you have to live with it but is there anything which you do personally on a daily basis? Sure. So I think what helped me the most was uh, one of the doctors I met during my treatment who said that the sooner you accept it, the sooner you admit that your life has now changed, the easier it becomes. Because when you're in denial, you try to achieve a sense of normalcy that is next to impossible to achieve. Because what's normal for someone else may not be normal for you. So the sooner you define your own normal, the easier life becomes, the easier everyday chores, everyday living becomes. So that helped me massively. I met people who were also chronically ill. I read some books that helped me a lot. And currently, one of the biggest things that helped me is listening to my body every day. Not pushing it when it's clearly telling me to slow down or stop. 
getting ample rest and most importantly doing what makes me happy and being unapologetic about it because ill or not i think that's something all of us should strive to be happy in everyday life and i just happen to have a nudge that reminds me of it every now and then that's strong message in fact acceptance and do the things which makes you feel happy about yourself and listening to your body is which was an insight for me uh, karishma though i know but very rarely i listen to it i think that's what most of us because we attach our sense of self worth with productivity so if you're not being productive you feel like you're not doing anything or you're failing at whatever the task at hand is but resting your body is also productive and it's going to take all of us to understand and unlearn what we've grown up with that you always have to be on the move always do this do that basically just keep doing but i think we'll get there where people will learn to first listen to their bodies and then think of being productive Thanks for sharing this, uh, Karishma. So now let's move to your career. I think you had a career in the different domain. Beat in the you started in modeling. You were in digital marketing space. You are also doing lot of other social welfare projects. So I want you to share about your professional or journey, how it has been. I like you said. I have dabbled in a lot of different. um industries i have tried modeling i have tried uh, corporate sales i have tried digital marketing which is what i am currently in i have also been a motivational and public speaker and of course i do my social activism for different um causes that i have gone through and i understand what people going through it need because i think we are still a lot more aware today than we were when i was growing up society at large is still a lot more aware today even though we have a long way to go all my career choices have actually been by fluke and not something i thought of and got into because it just so happened i was there i met the right people at the right time and it happened while i was in the philippines i finished my high school college through home studies because that was when i was already sick and going through my chemotherapy and then i got into corporate sales and then i got into modeling and then i became a public speaker because someone asked me to share my story for the first time and then when i realized how that can help other kids to come and speak to reach out for help to understand that it's not their fault or uh, whatever they're going through is not their fault and that was something that gave me a sense of purpose which it still does so i have remained active in the social activism space and now i also talk about chronic and invisible illnesses 
because i think awareness is the first step to change in any regard so and if you can do something that can make at least even one person happy or change their life then i think it's worth it so activism is something i hold very close to heart i am involved with different ngos pan india and currently i'm a digital marketer between jobs it has been a challenge because when you have a condition like lupus that no one knows about or people have only heard from dr house and even in that show it's never lupus so i have always just heard those jokes and i've also had setbacks in my career because a lot of people do not want to take the chance or take the risk of employing someone chronically ill and with a condition that no one understands very few people can actually come and say yeah we know what lupus is so that's been a challenge but i've also been lucky to come across bosses who've been extremely understanding extremely supportive so i think it's a give and take you will always have positive and negative experiences and it's what you learn from both that um eventually makes you the person you are how do you make up time for doing so many things <laughs> i do love sleeping but uh, i do love helping people a little more than sleeping so i will happily sacrifice my sleep uh whenever need be and honestly when you're doing something because you love it and when you're doing something with a sense of purpose it does not become strenuous it does not become oh i have to do this and then i have to do this and then i have to do this my calendar is full i do not function that way for me it's always okay i have woken up i have so much strength to do today and this is what is important so we will do it for example if i know um right now it's raining the rainy season is starting so i know my body is going to be a little slower so i already know how to pace myself i know what tasks i can let go of for the next day and what have to complete today like if someone calls me because i also train first responders for suicide helplines so if i get a call for from anyone i am obviously going to give that first priority irrespective of what else is happening because i have been suicidal and i know how much difference one word can make when you're in that frame of mind and struggling to hold on so my priority will always be helping the opposite person if i can and um doing something that makes me happy because if i'm happy i don't get as tired if i'm happy doing what i love i'm going to continue doing it so yeah i love sleeping but i do love helping people a little more what makes you happy oh that's very easy 
butterflies, flowers, being in the pool, speaking. Actually, why I went into public speaking is also because I love talking a lot. So if I can combine my love for speaking and helping people, then that's a perfect thing for me. I love reading. I love, it's it's the small things, honestly, Chetna. It's not big uh, gestures. But if someone came and gave me even a flower that fell from the tree or a plant, makes me really happy because I live in a way that what I'm doing right now is most important. I have to be happy at every moment. So I don't do regrets. So everything that I do in my daily life is based on what makes me happy. Because uh, being sad sucks. I've been depressed and I can tell you it sucks. So I try to do whatever it is. And sometimes I just need to lie down, not even sleep. I just need to be alone, lie down, and that charges me up again. So something as simple as just taking a break, shutting out everything is enough to make you happy. So, yeah. So I think you told a very, one of the important aspect of each one's life, like being in the moment. So how do one practice when there are thousands of thoughts which are running in the mind? How do you practice? This is something that honestly takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to understand because we grow up with certain conditioning from childhood that you have to do this, you have to do that. This is what is expected of you, which is where the whole self-worth being attached to productivity also comes in. So I think accepting that I need to unlearn all of this conditioning, I need to understand myself, mind, both body and soul, then find what it is that enriches you and then practicing that thoughtfully. It's a very long journey. It just so happened that because I had a lot of time think when I was sick. I was alone with my thoughts. So I just happened to get on it a little quicker. But you do have to unlearn the conditioning. You do have to understand yourself. Who are you at the core? Not who are you as a mother, as a sister, as a wife, as a brother, as a student. Who are you? Remove everything else. What is the essence of you? And then practice what nourishes that. And with time and being mindful of that, it comes. Wow. As you told, it takes a lot of effort from each individual. They have to put in their effort mindfully. See, it's quite simple, right? Because whatever you do takes effort. So why not channel that effort into doing something that makes you happy? Why are we putting so much effort into Making someone else happy if we're not doing it for ourselves first. So, Karishma, moving to our next question. How was uh, I Will Go Out came into existence? I Will Go Out is my baby. It's a collective that is spread across 33 cities in India. New Year's Eve of 2017, there were multiple molestation cases filed across the country, the biggest of which was the mass molestation that happened in Bangalore, in Brigade Road. 
and with all the cases that came out and everyone that spoke up it was always why were you out so late what were you wearing who were you with why were you drinking right this angered a few of us and it happened on a facebook group between people who had never met or spoken it was purely strangers who came together and basically said we've had enough we need to do something about this so that anger on being questioned every time there was an incident on the victim blaming that is so rampant in our society that anger gave birth to i will go out it was planned over the period of 2 weeks and jan 19th 2017 we had a mass protest that happened across the country which got a lot of media coverage nationally and internationally i will go out because i will go out when i want i will go out where i want i will go out wearing what i want i will go out and i have as much right to be on the road as the other person does whenever you see anyone outside you will have people standing at the chai tapris having tea loitering just no reason but if you see a woman or rather someone who is not cisgendered heterosexual man they are always there because of a purpose they are running from one errand to another getting somewhere picking up something it's always because they're doing something it's never because it's a beautiful day let's just take a stroll right and definitely not at 1 am definitely not at 2 am because it's not safe but who decided that this section of society can be in public spaces and this section of society cannot so the idea of i will go out was to reclaim public spaces and make it safe for women and it so happened that all the people that came together including public people public personalities embassies consulates of different countries etc were just so angry over the same thing that we gave birth to i will go out i lead the bombay chapter we've had events after that like walk the chalk etc so yeah it's something we are working on and will continue to fight because i think it's worth it so karishma what are the other areas which you are working on of course i work in social and medical spaces so i work from child sexual abuse to rape to domestic violence depression suicide prevention chronic and invisible illnesses bullying bullying also is something that i think we need a lot more awareness on because it ruins people's childhood so these are spaces that i actively work in with different ngos with different people and these are things i'm always happy to help and always ready to help if anyone needs anything thanks for sharing the karishma and uh, definitely i will share all the social media links in the description who all want to approach or seek help from karishma you can reach out to her next question would be on something on self care 
so why do you feel it is very important and uh, how do you take uh, care of yourself oh self care i think is um anything you do for yourself without guilt without apology and without explanation do it just because it makes you happy and that is reason enough for doing something you don't have to have these big explanations it does not have to be these uh, big gestures you want to take a break switch off your phone put on a movie or a show even something as fun as a tom and jerry and just be why is it important because we need break we need to remind ourselves of love we need to remind ourselves that we are a priority as much as our career our families our friends are important you are a priority for yourself too and a reminder of that is very important why would someone else invest in you if you don't invest in yourself whatever you expect from other people are you giving yourself that first and if not why not so self care is important not only to slow down and take a break but it's important because we have to remind ourselves that we are loved and we are always going to be priority how do i take care um the same way that i stay happy find small things and sleep for me that's one big way <laughs> i really do love sleeping but yeah um eating what you want to when you crave for it buying yourself flowers because why not i've always had this practice of getting flowers for myself because i like flowers why do i have to wait for someone else to get me them i will give it to myself and of course chocolates chocolates give you happy hormones so i use that to eat more chocolate <laughs> i say that it's medical but it's actually just me liking chocolate so yeah doing what you love without guilt without apology is self care is there any a uh, difference between self care and self love there is a difference so self care is the things you do to take care of your body to take care of your mind to protect your peace right self love is accepting how you are or accepting these are my faults this is where i need to work on myself but not being harsh or judging yourself basis that right self love is the mentality self care is the physicality but both go hand in hand for your happiness yeah yeah got it so what is the what is it about self image and self identity self identity for me is something that changes because it changes with respect to experiences we've had it changes with respect to the situations we've been in the emotions we are feeling and it also is impacted by the company we keep right so 
I think self-identity is something that we constantly work on and it's not something that's set in stone. Self-image is, for example, I look at you and I say, she's a wonderful person, she's kind, she's friendly. So when you look at yourself, what are the adjectives you will attribute to yourself? Do you believe that you are kind? Do you believe that you are compassionate? Do you believe that you are empathetic? That is the self-image because what we are internally is what we will project outside. How people perceive you is completely different. But what is the perception you are giving out? So that self-image, self-identity is something that we constantly work on. And I believe that it is something we will be working on until our last day. Because that's ever evolving. And if we are not evolving, then that causes another problem. Because then you need uh, professional help. Because um, identity is something that you are. And who you are is going to change as you grow. So what according to you, Karishma, is like when should people seek for professional help? I don't believe that there is a rule book that says if this happens, this is what you do. If this happens, this is when you ask for help. I think if you feel that something's not right and I need help, seek it. The stigma attached to going to psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors is again because of the perception that we have to fit this mold in this society. And if you do not fit that mold, something is wrong with you. I think that stigma and that understanding need to be erased. And if I can't lift a box, I will come and say, I need help lifting this box. There is no shame in that. So if I can't understand my thought and my thought process, and there is someone who has studied that, why shouldn't I go and ask for help? Because asking for help is also self-care. Not punishing yourself for something you lack in is also self-care. So whenever anyone feels I'm not at peace, I'm not happy, something is wrong, I can't control my thoughts, I don't like feeling this so much, ask for help. And there are more than enough people who will willingly help you or guide you to the right person. Thank you, Karishma, for sharing this. Again, this discussion is very insightful for me. Thanks a lot for sharing this. And moving to my last question, what would be your final message to my audience? I think I would like to leave everyone with two statements mainly. The things that happen to you in life, especially when you're a child, is not your fault. So stop blaming yourself for it. And secondly is compassion has the power to heal. I have personally been suicidal, depressed, comatose, 
all of it and i'm still here because i've had people who were compassionate i've had people who were kind and i've had people who allowed me the space to grow and heal at my own pace so be kind be compassionate because you don't know the battles the opposite person is fighting and the compassion you provide may just be what they need to heal that's a wonderful message uh, karishma i think uh, today's uh, podcast was really very powerful empowering uh, it's not about the condition what you have it's about the way you are dealing it as on today on a daily basis every moment by moment really appreciate thanks a lot to karishma thanks a lot for your time let's definitely stay in touch and thank you for having me i hope i can bring change in at least one person's life because then it will be worth it hey listeners if you enjoyed listening to this episode please leave your review and don't forget to share it among your friends and family and do subscribe to my podcast and until my next episode believe in yourself love yourself and live the life that you're dreamt of this is chetna here signing off for now